Recap, Recast, Recycle, a podcast about franchises and how they get better and worse over time. Ladies, gentlemen, welcome dinosaurs. to Jurassic Pod. Dinosaurs. Oh, Ladies, oh, gentlemen, oh. dinosaurs. Welcome to Jurassic Pod. I'm and how many still... R's are in that Jurassic Joe? There, there are three, just like in the title of this podcast, when abbreviated. Okay. I'm, just, I'm just kidding. It's uh, Welcome to Recap, Recast, Recycle, a podcast about franchises and how they get better and worse over time. Franchises like Jurassic Park, starring Timmy the T-Rex and shirtless Jeff Goldblum um, himself. On today's episode, we're talking about a movie that came out in the early 90s and changed the game, at least in terms of how um, movies were made, uh, you know, more specifically in CGI terms. Um, A movie that terrified 11-year-old me, um, a movie that has continued to inspire creators for years and years. The movie I am, of course, alluding to is 1993's Jurassic Park, a complete masterpiece of movie making. And on today's episode, Colin, where are you? Who's Colin? I'm Mr. DNA. You know, I was wondering if you just left or you're going to try and do a bit. I, I, I just looked I up. I didn't go the, anywhere. Right. I'm Mr. DNA. I'm here. I'm the special guest today. Yeah, I thought he was going to, like, appear in the camera and, like, do jazz hands. That's what I thought too. Okay. Ah, surprise! Well, it's not Mr. Holy DNA. Smokes. That you is actually it was terrifying. Going to be, but I, it wasn't. It was me all along. It was Colin. I feel like I'm in the movie Unfriended. I'm I gave up that bit because I decided it was probably racist. And just probably wouldn't work for like an hour and a half. I mean, <laughs> it could have worked. Okay. It definitely could have worked. On today's episode, we have a guest, Hayden. Do we use last names? <laughs> That's I me. Mean, usually. <clears throat> Nobody no, can say his last name. I was like gonna do I, I was planning to do a build up, then I was like, wait, do we say last names? So I just went Hayden and then stopped. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Okay. Hayden, he's here. Wave to the wave to the camera. Clap for me, clap for me. So we got Thank Hayden you. in the maroon shirt. We got Kale in the black shirt. We got Colin with the blue shirt blending into his blue background. And the Pulp Fiction shirt. Who? I didn't hear anything you guys just said because my earbud fell out of my ear. I think Kale said he has a Pulp Fiction shirt on. Yeah, I said he has a Pulp Fiction shirt. I can't verify that. I have a cream and coffee shirt There it is. Cream and coffee, baby. Got to represent. I've got on a, a blue shirt. I don't know. It's not. It's not that fancy. Um, three, two, one. Trailer. What a what an epic trailer. Ah! Word. Just insane. The dinosaur almost ate us. You weren't Ooh. ready for it. Well, I wasn't ready for I this wasn't. movie. And there it was. Oh, right. Hayden, just to be um, clear, we don't actually watch the trailer. Okay, I was <laughs> like, I, I was, I missed the, I missed that part. A little behind Joe the scenes. We never watched in. the trailer. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm just like, I'm kind of lazy. I'm like, we're not going to watch it right now. Just cut it in. I saw Hayden's face just like, what's going on? He was just like, what is happening? These people are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> I thought I was missing something. 
<laughs> oh, I have a notification from Skype. That made my day. What 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 do you have a notification for? Because you recorded something after I recorded something. Oh yeah. Double recording. I couldn't tell if you were recording. Um, Colin, do you have the tagline for this movie? Yes. Welcome to Jurassic would, Park. Would you like to say it? I would like to say it. <laughs> By all means, go ahead. Okay, thank you for giving me permission. The tagline to this movie is an adventure 65 million years in the making. And it's exactly in that uh, voice, too. I'm pretty sure a billion other movies have used something similar. Also, I don't think this movie took 65 million years to make. No, it did. No, it did. Oh, yeah. well, that's They crazy. used real dinosaurs. They've been handing it down. <laughs> Dang. All right, would we like to hear the synopsis? Yes. Yeah. This is from Rotten Tomatoes, and Hayden, just so you know, Rotten Tomatoes is rarely good at making synopses. Um, well, it's the only credible source. It's, it's exactly it's the only credible yeah, source. Yeah, we are sponsored, so we can't talk. We can't talk yeah. too bad about them. It's the Wikipedia movie websites. Oh my god! I think Wikipedia is the Wikipedia <laughs> of movie websites. Wikipedia would like to have a word about that one. All right. <clears throat> In Steven Spielberg's massive blockbuster, paleontologists Alan Grant, played by Sam Neill, and Ellie Sadler, played by Laura Dern, and mathematician Ian Malcolm, played by Jeff Goldblum, are among a select group chosen... They're the entire group, first of all. (laughs) It's those three. They're among a select group chosen to tour an island theme park populated by dinosaurs created from prehistoric DNA. While the park's mastermind billionaire... There shouldn't have been a comma there... (laughs) While the park's mastermind billionaire John Hammond, played by Richard Attenborough, assures everyone that that the facility is safe, they find out otherwise when various ferocious predators break free and go on the hunt. Wow. What a thrilling plot. Do we know if you can edit Rotten Tomatoes plots? I don't know that. Because if if you can, that should have been our goal for this podcast, actually, was just to edit it. (laughs) And it's the appropriate plots. Just edit it and put a link to your video. Yes! <laughs> Be like, here's here's the actual synopsis. Alright. Let's go through our main characters real quick. There's a lot, actually. So you got... Yeah, I mean, um, it's pretty contained. Right? Yeah. It's just like, there's not really any secondary characters, so you have to yeah. kind of put everyone there. You got Sam Neill well, as Alan He's going to mention every single dinosaur. By I see well, Yeah, obviously I'm going to. Okay, do Sam that. Neil as Alan Grant. What do we think about him? He should not be around children. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that one. He was fine <laughs> with the grandchildren, him? but he almost... He was about to kill that poor dig site kid. Like, he was annoying, yeah, but don't pull a what's basically a knife on a kid. I was wondering, who's, like, how does that kid end up there? Like, he doesn't look like he's contributing (laughs) to the dig. It was was bring your... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And there's only one kid. Yeah, only one person has a kid. Because everyone else is like, hey, kids, I'm a paleontologist. I gotta dig. I'm I'm gonna say this for a lot. 
of the actors in this movie, but it's a great use of Sam Neill. Yes, mm-hmm. I do. I did enjoy hearing his actual accent pop out sometimes. What is like what? his Kiwi what accent or whatever accent? he is? Huh. I think he's from New Zealand, but I don't know that for sure. Laura Dern is Ellie Sadler. She's great in this movie. Great. Mm-hmm. She's really funny. And, and just, like, really good at being terrified by raptors, which in turn made me terrified by raptors. She's got such a weird, gets... like, manic energy about her. She's just, like, like flailing in her arms everywhere all the time. She gets to be a main character. She's never like, oh no, she's in trouble, or oh no, they need to go save her. Uh huh. She gets to do her own thing. Yeah, there's even that line about like we can argue about uh, feminism in danger later, or whatever she says. I have so many quotes from this movie, by the way. Me too. Mine are mostly Ian Malcolm's. That's fine. Speaking of Ian Malcolm, let's talk about him now. Jeff Goldblum as Ian Malcolm. Quite possibly the best that Jeff Goldblum has ever been in a movie. Yeah. No, you you're forgot Jurassic Park 2. You're forgetting yeah, about Jurassic kill. Park. What about 2, where they take the secondary character and make him the first character, the which main is, character? Which worked really well for Pirates of the Caribbean, obviously. And Solo. And Solo. Um, I mean, he is good in other things. He's very good in the fly. Kelly, you're forgetting about Independence Day Resurgence. I am forgetting about oh, he's Independence Day in the first Day one. You're right. Actually, I feel like I like him better in Thor Ragnarok. But, I mean, that's just kind of a heightened version of Jeff Goldblum. Well, this is the best Joel, Jeff Goldblum at this time. The oh, yeah. Jeff Goldblum. Uh... Richard Edinburgh, the man himself, is John Hammond. I like him a lot in this. I'll get to him later. So we'll get to him later. <laughs> what does that mean? He's got some him. choice words to say about him. About a Daddy bunch. Hammond. <clears throat> this dude didn't act for 14 years, and then he came back to do this movie. Yeah, why not? A uh, solid choice. Yeah. Yeah. He, he delivers he gets to a, be old a and carry a cane. It's the dream role. <laughs> he gets to eat all that ice cream. Mm. He does Good eat stuff. a lot of ice Spared cream. Spared no expense. Mm. Bob Peck is Robert Muldoon. Yo, that guy's intense. Clever girl. Clever, clever girl. He's Australian. I really appreciate that he isn't like a villain or anything. Like he doesn't turn on anybody. He's just there to do his job and he does it. <laughs> Yeah, he does it to the best of his ability. <coughs> Joe, you can't be yeah. coughing in these times of COVID. <clears throat> what did I just say? I just choked on my water. Oh, well, don't do that. <laughs> if I died on the podcast, I need y'all to release that podcast, by the yeah, way. Yeah, we're monetizing if that happened, death. If that <laughs> happens, yeah, do it all. Joe died, not clickbait. <laughs> Gone Story wrong. Time. Gone sexual. <laughs> okay, Joseph Mazzello and Ariana Richards as Tim Murphy and Lex Murphy. They're the kids. They're, They're not actually good. there. Yeah. yeah. Especially like the boys. 
the boy's annoying, but like it's in service of the story, and that's what a kid would do. Mm-hmm. Like he's not like you better like this kid, but he's also annoying. It's just that's the kid. He's that's the how kid. He is. That's it. That's how people are. That's how I was also, with dinosaurs. The girls' cool. audition for this movie was mm-hmm. just coming in and screaming. <laughs> Man, that's all you need. <laughs> like Steven Spielberg had her just come in and scream to see how well she could act as scared. Which what is about very her hacking weird for an audition. It's a Unix system. She knows how to. She knows how to work that one. That was so dumb. I don't think you know what a Unix system is. No, the I kid. I know what a Unix system is. The hacker girl. That's a what Unix she says. Unix system is when a bunch of Unix get together and they talk about their feelings. What are you that talking was a good, about? That was a good bit, Joe. <laughs> Keep that in. Don't cut that out. That was worthwhile. Holy smokes. That was comedy right there. That was yes and. <laughs> okay, Martin Ferrero as Donald Gennaro. Oh, my gosh. Uh, he's the lawyer. That? Yeah, he's the lawyer. <laughs> he was the, the lawyer. second lawyer. Got him. He's good uh, as his role. Yeah. I don't think there's a bad actor in this movie. Ow. No. Colin Do you have dies, any more thoughts on bait. Martin Ferrero as Donald Gennaro? Uh, he got eaten on the toilet, so yeah. he's pretty good. <laughs> yes. Just really like Elvis. <laughs> what? Died on the toilet. <laughs> That's exactly how Elvis died. He's yeah. getting eaten on a toilet. That's yeah. crazy. That must be a reference. Okay, uh, Wade Knight as Dennis Nedry is the best actor in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is the perfect use of Wayne Knight. Absolutely. Like, ever. Okay, so you know the scene where he has the big can and it makes that noise and it's a yeah. big debate? Is that him or is that the can? I think it's him. I think he's <laughs> the one that makes that noise. The debate's been raging for 20 years. We're here to put a stop to it. <laughs> it's him. It's confirmed. him. It's him. I love yeah that whole first scene where he's just like giggling and laughing <laughs> when he's shit like think usually here. a scene like that he would be like all like timid and like oh don't let anybody see but no he's just having a great time he's just so excited to see all these the weird spice shirts because <laughs> like a, a Weasley like nemesis antagonist is Wayne Knight's like that's his role like that's mm-hmm. what he does best like Newman in Seinfeld or Emperor Zerg. That guy in Space Jam. <laughs> Wayne Knight. He's practically playing he play himself. himself in Space Jam? Probably. I think so. That's incredible. And I know Dan Bill Murray did. God, that joke in Space Jam where Bill Murray comes in and the guy's like, I didn't know Dan Aykroyd was in this picture. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> also, Rip Nedry. Okay, Samuel L. Jackson as Ray Arnold. Hold on to your butt. Samuel Jackson. Hold, Hold on, on to your, your butt. butt. Really weird, honestly. Weird that he was put in like the nerdy computer role, in my opinion. Yeah, there's a couple roles that I've seen him in recently that I just didn't expect him to be in, like that. This here. And then also, he is in Coming to America. He just rolls up into a 
McDowell's and like tries to rob the place, and that's his one scene in the whole movie. That's it. Yeah. Has um, anybody <laughs> seen uh, Goodfellas? Yeah. Did I watch that with somebody? No. no. Okay. He's in one scene, <laughs> just one nice. scene, and that's it. And I I I remembered him, and I was like, that's kind of weird that he's in this. Good he's good him. in it, but maybe he like started out just doing cameos. The '90s was kind of his height of, like, well, I guess now with Nick Fury. Question: that's kind of When was Snakes on a Plane though? That was 2000s. The 90s. Yeah, it was early 2000s. My bad. Well, when he height. first got Whenever his start, Samuel Jackson just did like theater. Well, wait, he was in theater? Yeah. Everyone well, uh, was in theater, unless you're unless uh, you're Rachel Zegler, where you're a YouTuber, and then you're going to be in Shazam too. Nice. Spike Lee's movie, uh, Do the Right Thing. Uh-huh. That was one of his first roles, and like he had just gotten off of doing like theater performances, and then he got that. Cool. Okay, then we got who do we got next? B. D. Wong as Henry Wu, who's not our main character yes. in this movie, but he comes back. It's weird yeah, that they this, this is going to be the one recurring character throughout this entire franchise, pretty much, or the one they're going to call yeah. back to bring back i mean good for, good him, for I guess. him he's really good in this he's like he does like a lot of exposition but he delivers it very naturally i mm-hmm. think or convincing at the very least and he's only in like two scenes or whatever mm-hmm. okay now we got uh greg burson as mr dna <laughs> Ooh. he's he's very funny Incredible. Best character of the whole franchise. Should yeah, have sure. I mean he's probably in every movie. Maybe not the last one. I don't know. But He'll they should have brought him back. Or turn him into like a um an AI kind of a villain. <laughs> He'll come back in Dominion, but they'll clone him a real body. Oh god. <laughs> Terrifying. It's me, Mr. DNA. It's just like a nine. What's that monster from Resident Evil? Like Mr. X? Is he like the giant dude in a trench coat? Yeah, Mr. X. Yeah, I want him. I want him to be. I want Mr. DNA to be in Mr. X and then just destroy everybody. It's good. Still, Mr. DNA's head. Yeah, they're all gonna be in it. (laughs) Yeah, then just like throw, just snap Chris Pratt in two. Yeah, everyone's gonna be in the next movie. Okay, now, hard Kale, you said that, uh, Kale, you said that Henry Wu is the only constant character through this franchise. Well, the one I, they call back to the most. I see your Henry Wu, and I raise you probably the best character of the entire franchise, which is no, the Tyrannosaurus the Rex. Yeah. Okay. Is Obviously, that the same one from every movie? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think Henry he's in the third one. Die. Is yeah. The third one? I because no. the Spinosaurus is like the main villain in the third one. Yeah. The what? third one's wild. I'm so excited to rewatch it. I'm not. It's it's really weird. It's really yeah. it's the, the weirdest where the one. Of the three. Says Alan? It's super weird. Nothing <laughs> yeah. else. Like it's just so insane. Alan. The second one's pretty weird, but like the third one's off the chains weird. Like. Mm. Anyways, that T Rex looks phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. All right. So the director big. of this movie was Steven Spielberg. 
Yeah, Joe, it what's was. A, what's a different Steven Spielberg movie? Uh, Bridge of Spies. Okay, Kale, what's uh, the same question? <laughs> uh, Ready Player One. <laughs> Aiden, what's a better one? Jaws. There we go. Very good. I'm just going to say this right now, Joe, and I know you're going to disagree with it, but you can literally discount anything Steven Spielberg has ever made after, like, 2009. That's true. Oh. That's true. You know that's true. Oh, I would, 2009 I would disagree. is really pushing it. Yeah, I said you would disagree with me, but I'm just putting it out. Do you yeah. like Tintin? Well, yeah, Tintin, but did he direct that? Yeah. In Are 2011, sure? I believe. Somebody fact check me. I need help. I'm trying. I'm trying to find it. I'm sorry. The Adventures of Tintin. The Secret of the Unicorn, which is probably what it was called in uh, other countries. Okay, 2011. And I was giving him until 2009 because I didn't know when Catch Me When You Can came out. What is y'all's favorite Spielberg movie? Oh, good question. I was going to bring it up. I was going to ask you about oh. the same question. Too bad. Yeah. yeah. I jumped in there first. I, I, it's, it's Raiders. That's like my favorite movie of all time. But he's made so many. Oh, it's like, how can you make this many good movies? Like, oh, how do man, you get would, to do that? I would say and he hasn't made post. a whole lot of great movies. But, I mean, his track record is so strong. Oh my word! Oh, he's I'm really not say, made that many. After not many good movies, you're right. What? Wait, do you, what? Hold on. Yeah, Wait, do you think favorite? Spielberg is bad? I don't know. Hot take. Bad, but I'm just saying, after a certain point, I just don't think he made good movies anymore. Like he just kind of gave up and just did random stuff. Which I guess after you made Raiders and Jaws, you're allowed to do that. But still. So, Ready Player One is inexcusable. He doesn't get a pass for that one. Ready Player One's insane. No movie looks way. like that. Yeah, for good one reason. Ready is the greatest movie of all time. I wouldn't say that, but I'd say it's really fun and it's, like, visually insane and groundbreaking. Like, he's just... Also, he's done so say, much. I'm probably not going to watch a lot of his movies ever. Like, because really? most of them are, like, two hours and pushing it. Like, I'm probably never going to watch Schindler's List. Like, that's just never going to happen. Oh, he directed sure. the next one, too. The Lost World. I yeah. thought he only did this one. Hayden, what's your favorite Spielberg movie? Uh, I had to look him up because I don't know what all he's made. Uh, he's made a let's lot. Let's go with, off the top of my head, let's go with Temple of Doom. Nice. Nice, nice. pick. I like that Heck one better yeah. than the first one. I do, too. Mine's Jaws. See, that was now, good. I mean, really this, solid. My my relationship with Jurassic Park is that I have seen maybe half of it many, many years ago. And other than that, I've seen clips and I've seen references and all of that. And now that I have seen it in full, I can confidently say that this is my favorite Spielberg movie. It is. Okay. This is incredible. That's, I'm so happy. Because we were talking last night and you were like, yeah, I haven't seen it. I was like, well... I mean, he's going to watch it tomorrow. I can't wait. Like, reactions you know, on the pod. Oh, my word. I really but love didn't we all watch it together? Choice. 
Yeah, that's when I, I watched half of it because I fell asleep or something. When did we do this? I don't remember this. Apparently, wow. we watched this sometime and half of yeah. it at my house, and I just I don't. I vaguely just remember that. Well, see, it's a hard but Kale just like Jurassic Colin Park just dropped great. that in the chat, and I was like, "What?" Jaws is great, but also Raiders is great. Mm-hmm. And E.T. is great. You know what no, I just I found out about E.T.? I've never watched E.T. What? Oh, wow. Kelly, okay, you should watch E.T. You'd like it. But you know what I just found out about E.T. is that uh, E.T. does not have a gender, and they are a, a plant-based. E.T. is a plant creature. <laughs> Who? Who decided that? So, like, the is it Groot or what? I don't. It's not Groot, so obviously. Like, do you grow ETs? I guess. Oh my! You got word. a little ET farm. That's um okay. Cool, Stevie. But it's illegal in 32 states. It's true. <laughs> I'd say his best movie is probably Raiders, like hands down. I, I would say for me, he's he's had more hits than misses, just uh. overall. Hey, Joe, can I tell you something in confidence? Sure. I have not seen Jaws. You haven't? No. Okay, Colin, I feel like you're sleeping on Steven Spielberg for some reason. I don't know why. Okay, I didn't really I'm like Jaws. I'm going to come in and say you can sleep on most of this stuff. But, but see, I've seen, I've seen Tintin, I've seen War Horse, I've seen Ready Player One, as we all have. So you've seen War Horse, okay. you haven't seen you've Jaws. Seen, you've <laughs> seen his recent work. Okay. Uh, I've seen 20 Minutes of Minority Report. I, I have a hot take. Uh, Hayden, what's what? the hot take? I saw you lean I've forward, and I was like, seen, I want to hear what this is. never seen Ready Player One. Oh, oh wow, okay. Oh, my I word. avoided that movie like the plague. No. <laughs> I thought that would be That's a right up your alley. You, you would think so, seeing as Batman v Superman, still one of my favorite movies. Never seen Ready Player One. That's Dang, well, okay. You should watch I can't it. Say it's one thing. Fun. The movie <laughs> is better than the book. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's the not book promising. kind of is weird. I don't know how to describe the book, but I read it a lot. I don't I've know. Seen Hook. I really like Well, there you go. Essential Spielberg. He's... He That's hated making stuff. that movie. But Did have really? you seen AI, mm-hmm. artificial intelligence? No, and I also have not seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I haven't either. What are the, what are the first two kinds? No, E.T. I believe it's like... Oh my god, they're both E.T. One of them is E.T., and then the second one is uh, E.T. Farm. And then we're about to find out what the third kind is. It's a bigger E.T. Anyways, we got two writers on this movie. Uh, two? <laughs> Kale, Kale's favorite writer, David Kep. Nice. Uh, so, just wrote three, the biggest two, movies ever. The Mummy, 2017 as well. Oh, yeah, that guy. A lot of Star Trek stuff. Like, wow. He's written a lot. And also, the writer of the book, Michael Crichton. Now, yeah. Joe, he you like to read. Stuff. Have you read the novel? I have read the first novel and the second novel. They were Are both they awesome. <laughs> They're awesome. Does the now, movie does the second movie follow the book? Yes. To a certain okay. extent, yeah. 
I think. I, I read it a while ago, but yeah. It like lined up a lot more than I thought it would. Though, we can't mention Michael Crichton? Crichton. Like, yeah, that Crichton. Sure. Without mentioning his best written work and movie. Twister. 1995's Congo. What? <laughs> what? He wrote the movie and the book. What is this? It's Congo's the movie is about the killer eight. It's oh, monkeys. wow. Yeah. Okay, it's well. Like basic yeah. Planet of the Apes. One of the worst movies Planet I've ever seen. Planet of the Apes without the sci-fi. Oh, he also wrote oh, no, Westworld. Oh, there is sci-fi. Oh, wow. There's lasers in that movie. And Congo? Congo. How... And there's a missing this. there's a missing ending to that movie where like they just laser all the apes to death. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> and they made toys of it. Like humans versus the apes, and then just it never happened because no one could sell toys for Congo nineteen ninety five. Well incredible. Oh, right. oh, it looks great. Oh it is. Just start watching Hayden. it right now. Hayden, I have a question <laughs> for you. Yes. Um, what do you think the budget of this movie was? This the budget? Yes, you're not allowed to Google it. Uh I'm gonna go with what well, I'm thinking back money like in terms of the nineties. Uh-huh. So I don't know, probably eighty million, something like that. You got close. I don't it was know. sixty-three million. Oh, but so is it, this is 90s money? Yeah, this is in the old money. So it'd probably be about 80 million now. I don't know how that works. But so, yes, sure. Um, Kale, how much do you think this grossed? Now, see, that's the question, because it's a Spielberg movie, so it's already going to like make a whole bunch of money. It's a blockbuster. It was released during the summer. But like and... in the movie, there was billions of merchandising things. So that's also an account. This but, was like a joke um, or not. Kale, I think this number I have here takes into account whenever it was re-released, like years later. Uh, like, you know how with, with like that and E.T. and stuff like that, they'll re-release movie, their movies sometimes? I think so, this takes that into account. Well, with that in account, I guess I need to like blow it up. So I think for the first time on the show, we're going to have to go past a million dollars. I'm gonna... But the first time a movie we review has ever gotten more than one million dollars. No, I meant like in the millions. So I'm gonna have to say like two billion dollars. Nah, you you overshot it. It's one yeah. billion, one point thirty three billion. Well, close enough. And this is taken into account uh, re-releases. Do you know how many you of those there were? Ain't no, ain't no movies making a billion dollars in the 90s. I mean, isn't the it one of like the... only movies that can do that is Avatar. Yeah, isn't it one of the top grossing movies of all time, or am I wrong about that? I mean, it is, but Probably. like... Like I said, it takes into account um, re-releases. I was also thinking about Jurassic World. Jurassic World is number six. On the highest grossing. Oh yeah, world made a, a bunch of money. 
But yeah. Fallen Kingdom is number 15. Gross again. Grosser. Good for them. Bad for them. It always makes you feel good when the little guy makes all the money in the world. <laughs> all right, let's get into some general notes. Joe, you got to start yeah. us. Okay. I'm gonna go first. Joe, this is um, your show. General yeah. notes. I gotta say, this is a big movie, and there's not a single thing I dislike about it. So I really yeah. don't know what to say. This is the first movie yeah. I haven't had any movie. bad notes. I mean, I'll oh, get to uh, mine. Kale, that you have been. <laughs> well, not the entirety not of this the movie. movie, but and I do have one ugly note. I think I also have one ugly note. Uh, My first general note is I think Alan Grant is cursed. Oh, because like a lot of weird stuff happens. Like his mirror, like touching a computer, makes it go out. He gets the one seat in the helicopter that doesn't have matching seat belts. And he, I would say he's he's very lucky, unlucky. Wait, he got stuck in it whenever they slept. Well, no, he got the car. He almost got flattened by a car. Yeah. I, I think that, like, he must have done, like, a dig and angered some spirits and got cursed or something. Oh, dinosaurs, of course. He woke up Imhotep. <laughs> there it is. Connecting it to the last one. Connected <laughs> to the mummy. It all comes oh, full God. circle. He's a descendant of Brendan Fraser. There we go. Incredible. Hey, well, they're both they're both Universal movies, so hey, could be a thing. Yes. Somebody else say a general note. Uh, I thought it was a little slow. That's I think yes. the pace. Yeah, the pacing was very. I think it was good, but I think it could have been a little faster in some regards. I think the build up to like the first like. Like, you see the dinosaur in the cage with the raptor, but I think the build-up to, like, actually seeing the first dinosaurs is a little long. Do we that like the Brachiosaurus? Yeah, like, it was, like, besides the, yeah, yeah, besides the Brachiosaurus, it was, like, an hour before you saw, a, like, a, a dinosaur that eats people. Yeah, the T-Rex. It was, like, yeah, that was, like, an hour into the movie. I bet audiences lost their minds whenever that happens and just... A dude gets eaten. Bonkers. You know, like, everybody run! There's a chief, there's a raptor in the screen! It's like when they, uh, it's like that first movie that was a train coming into a station. Everyone was like, oh my god, everyone run, it's gonna hit us! Or when Godzilla came out, trying to kill and, us stepped all. On, and stepped on that movie theater, and people in that movie theater watching the movie thought Godzilla was stepping on them. <laughs> I wish audiences still reacted to new things that way. <laughs> like oh av- Avatar with the Shazam. 3D. Just like, oh my god, I'm in the Avatar right now. I'm in Pandora. I'm in Avatar The Last Airbender, directed by M. Not Shyamalan. No, I, did he direct that? I thought he just wrote it. No, he directed it. Yeah, he, he was a big part of that movie. <laughs> he, See, he was all of it in that, that movie. That he directed it. <clears throat> Joe, say a general note. I mean, like, I don't have that many. Like, I don't have any. I couldn't pinpoint oh, something I wanted to talk about. I was fine. like, I just can't. I can't put the whole movie down. I wanna, I wanna 
end um, this general segment with a mini rant. Uh, mini so rant. I'll go mini rant. Yeah. It's Is not it take Dilophosaurus? Uh, size, raptor size, T-Rex size. What size is the rant uh, compared to a dinosaur, please? Probably within the context of dinosaur measuring as uh, we here in America use because we are weird for some reason. Um, we, I'm going to say a Dilophosaurus. Is that the one with the frills? That's the spitty one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. The one that yeah. killed Wayne Knight. R.I.P. Sure. So, I mean, he's still uh, his company. Whatever. My general note right now will be that the T Rex roar is iconic. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Freaking, yeah. That thing roars, and I'm like, I, my fight or flight instinct a- activates. <laughs> I'm like, you I just threw go. your computer and ran. It activates your caveman brain. <laughs> Everyone in the theater was like, everyone out, go! Oh, it's gonna get. He's us. just ready to smash when he hears it. He gets his nearest club, and gets ready. The hunt's on, baby. We <laughs> eat meat tonight. He's primal. Yes. Doesn't he, like, yeah, ride a Tyrannosaurus Rex? Yeah, that? they're friends. But he also fights they're... other dinosaurs and Wait, witches. Why does Jurassic Park do that? Oh, I guess the, the Jurassic World does, right? Yeah, he's got yeah. raptor friends. <laughs> the raptor rides on... I wish Chris Pratt rode on the raptor, and then the raptor rode on the T-Rex, so it, like, got progressive The T-Rex rode on the Indominus Rex. You know, this franchise really turned around (laughs) on raptors. And they all get eaten by the Mosasaurus. (laughs) And and, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is just like, I don't know what this means. (laughs) This feels like a metaphor, but I don't understand. I forgot that was all in the first movie. Yeah. They did a lot in that yeah, in the second movie, they're like, you remember the Indominus Rex? We got the Indominus Raptor. <laughs> it's Ooh, the same yeah. thing, but it's smaller. All right, talk about the movie. Two. We're not talking about that movie. We'll get to it. But Somebody isn't it wild? We're going back around. Movie... <laughs> oh, me? Yeah, Kel, you go. I think you went first last time. Uh, so all things considered, I think all the effects have aged well enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like the yeah, animatronics. Yeah. The animatronics looks great. I think the the roughest part of the effects is when they go and there's that like stampede of dinosaurs. That's the roughest effect. That's fair. For for me, I think the only reality. It only breaks whenever they go from a CGI creature to a practical yeah. one. Because then I'm like, that's practical. Not like the, the other one just like looks rubbery and living. And that one just looks stone cold dead. Yeah, I don't know why, I, but that throws me out. I especially got that in the kitchen scene with the kids. Where sometimes it would be a CGI raptor. And then sometimes mm-hmm. it would be like rubber legs that kind of half <laughs> step. Yeah, It's a very short man inside. Oh, they were big. Like E.T. Nah, he, he's got... His thighs are dummy thick, Kale. You don't understand. I wouldn't say that, but sure. I also would and did. I want to own very one great of those shots Raptor in costumes. this movie. Very great what? Shots. Shots. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite is when <laughs> I was they're... thinking gunshots. Although... You're like, I don't think there were, actually. I think my favorite is in that same kitchen scene where, like, the, or after the kitchen, I guess, when the raptor's in the computer room and it has all that, like, 
text, that green text on it. Mm-hmm. Perfect shot. Oh my gosh, it was looking at the Matrix. Ah. We're, we're tying in all kinds of different franchises today, son. I think I that's kind of what Steven Spielberg's good at. Like, whenever you see the objects in mirror closer than they appear, whenever the, the T-Rex is chasing it, that's, uh-huh. that's he's good at that stuff. They parody that in Toy Story 2. Some of the oh, toys yeah. are in, like, a Barbie Corvette, and they're driving around, and then Rex is behind them. Yeah. He does that in the mirror. Oh, my gosh. See, that's what I'm talking about. Where Like, I've seen this movie through other references. Yeah. I mean, when the an- Animaniacs came back, that was their, yeah. like, teaser. Was It was Jurassic Park. The weird way he takes off his you, sunglasses. You good? Oh, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and hey, that vine or whatever, where they play the theme song on the flute, but badly. Uh, <laughs> I like when Jeff Goldblum took his shirt off. Yes, we all did. That's part of the movie. It's, it's just like half open, but my favorite part is that there's no wound there. It's just like he was like, I need, I need like three buttons off, please. <laughs> and it gave us that gif, or yeah, that gif, gif, whatever, where yeah. Ian... Where uh, Sam Neill is putting his hands on the shirtless Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, so you know that scene where he's like on the Triceratops? Stegosaurus? And so, it, ooh, ooh, yeah, it's like breathing. It's like, it's like, like oh my word, it's a real. Somebody superimposed him from that scene onto Jeff Goldblum's chest in the other scene. It's very all right, and then uh, everyone has a great hat game in this movie. Yes. wearing all kinds of great hats, and the costumes in general are just incredible. Especially John Hammond's. With his cane. Cane and his weird, cause like my gra- my dad's dad dresses like John Hammond. <laughs> Have like you asked him if he owns a dinosaur? Yeah, does I he? would bet a lot of money that he's never actually seen Jurassic Park, but he dresses like John Hammond. No, no, no. Does he own a dinosaur park? No, he doesn't own a dinosaur park. What do you know? I am not Tim Murphy, Joe. Who's? I am not no. his grandson. All right, we're going back be. around. Keep it up. Keep the energy up. Keep it going. Keep it flowing. Keep uh, it popping, uh, locking. So, so who's going? Hell, he went first last time. Okay. Are we still doing good or general? Doing general. general. I mean, well, I don't really have any other general notes. Okay, that's fine. Hayden, you got any more? Uh, I really liked when they were eating dinner and they were all arguing about <laughs> yeah, like, that was the fun. ethics of oh, yeah. creating dinosaurs. Life uh, finds a way. I like how this one was like, we're going to be serious, take this seriously, and really consider whether or not dinosaurs need to be real. And by the, like, the fourth one, it's like, what if we let a raptor ride a T-Rex? Would that be cool? Would we want to see that? <laughs> well, after the what first about if one, a they're just talked? like, we're never going to talk about any of this again. The question's yeah, about like morality. Yeah, ethics just... out the window. Yeah, just put dinosaurs in here now, please. And they also never, yeah, ever, ever, I don't think... <laughs> put up the option where they can literally kill the dinosaurs at any point they want. Because they don't have the enzymes. 
Yeah, the protocol where they can literally shut down all the dinosaurs and put them into a coma. The protocol that would have saved dozens of lives throughout any of the rest of the movies. But that they lost contact with the island. And yeah, I'm, I'm saying, like, moving that. forward after this movie, if they can do this to any dinosaur, just put them in a coma immediately. Just no, no, do but those it. were the. I thought those were only for this island. Once they well, did they the hard other reset island. for Jurassic World. I don't really I think considering the rules of that would work. I, I, I was like, you go. I just think I would assume that's included in all the dinosaurs, and then they never bring it back up. Because then it would break no the movie. Idea. Yeah, I, I, I don't miss know that apparently. Well, <laughs> so like the list, I think BD or yeah, BD Wong. I think he mentions it. Not mm-hmm. BD Wong. It's Samuel L. Jackson. Is it? I thought he's it was... talking about okay, yeah. how the it's dinosaurs him. have a thing in their DNA, and they can like switch it off to where they all get in a coma and die, but they never activate that. Because well, I mean, it would make to be fair, their power boring. was out for a lot of the movie. Yeah, but they were talking about it like they could have done it, like right then, right there, and just didn't. Because John Hammond's like kind of evil and wants to protect his investment. Oh, yeah. He doesn't we'll want to kill to his animals. Yeah, a big like, businessman. The reason they didn't do that is because John Hammond's running the show and he's kind of a bad showman. Speaking of John Hammond, his accent is very inconsistent and thus yep. fuels my headcanon that it's not a real accent. <laughs> I think he's putting on but that he accent. Is, he's British. Like, right? He's British. It was like Irish. No, no, but uh, Richard Attenborough is British, right? Yeah, but his accent wasn't British. Yeah. John okay. Hammond says he's from Ireland. Yeah, he's Irish. Oh, well, 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 well. I don't know. Don't you sure. Anyways, he, I can't... Like a <laughs> he does that. Does anyone else have any general notes, or can I do my r- little rant? Do you? Oh yeah, do your little rant. Your Dilophosaurus-sized yeah, rant. Okay. It's gonna be a two-rant episode. I miss the days where <laughs> characters actually had an introduction, a la Alan Grant shooting up from the bottom of the frame when you first see him. Oh, okay. Because you don't see that anymore. I was about to. (laughs) (laughs) See that anymore. Everyone's just like, oh, they're here now. But with that, it was like a panning shot of like establishing where everything is, and then bam, he shoots up like Finn in that Star Wars trailer. (laughs) So, so (laughs) like the one from like two years ago. Yeah, that's not how his character is introduced, Joe. That's a trailer. Oh, okay. But um, there was, like, whenever a character does have a good introduction, you know. And my example is Alec Baldwin's character, uh, Jack Doherty in 30 Rock. Gross. I sent this clip in our chat. Um, If you all want to watch it, (laughs) you don't have to watch it right now, obviously. Joe, if you could put... Uh, you don't have to. I'll, I'll you could, put it if, there. No, no, no. If you I could won't watch put the first his introduction right here, He's that would be insane. incredible. Where's Gary? Gary's dead. I'm Jack Donaghy, new VP of development for NBCG Universal Kmart. But we own Kmart now. No. So why are you dressed like we do? 
Alec Baldwin is like the king of character introductions. The boss baby. His character in 30 Rock. You yeah, immediately thinking, went to Boss Baby. I was like, well, you, I remember <laughs> when Boss Baby shows up on screen. Joe, what a character. Mission Impossibles, is Boss Baby the only movie you've seen Alec Baldwin in? <laughs> no, no. Uh, Glenn, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and then Hunt for Red October. All right, let's move on to good notes. I said my piece. <laughs> He's done. Want, He's done for the episode. I wanted to bring up the introduction of Jack Doherty because it's incredible. You should... Oh, never mind. Don't tell me okay, never mind. Uh, good notes. Who's going? I'll just shoot through mine just for okay. kind of time sake, And then we can all just shoot through ours. Uh, Wayne Knight is the best part of this movie. Yep. Yeah, yes. I agree Pretty with cool. that thing I said. When the score kicked in... Oh, right. When the score kicked in, as they flew over the island, like the... Bah, 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 I got chills. How about when they're leaving the island and you see the, the pterodactyls just flying along tired. with the pelicans? You were tired, so were they. They just lived through stinking dinosaur death. No, I was just physically tired because I haven't gotten a lot of sleep lately. Uh, the aesthetic, like the aesthetics of this movie might be my favorite in any movie. I love how this 90s movie looks. industrial? No, not it's necessarily like, like the, like the CGI, but just how everything looks, like the aesthetic of this movie. It almost looks like modern, like something oh, that yeah. you could pro- probably see even today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like industrial computer rooms clashing with nature in a way. It's like sure. that. It's like they're fighting. It's like nature and uh, civilization clashing on screen. Uh, the CGI mm-hmm. holds up to this day. Mm. And my final good note is that there are so many good screams in this movie. That's true. People yeah. screaming all the time. Hey, and you got good People notes? People be screaming. Uh, when the T-Rex first showed up, still probably one of the most iconic scenes in movie history still looks yeah. good with the rain pouring and everything super menacing mm-hmm. uh the dennis nedry scream such a classic and his <laughs> fight with the dilophosaurus and his um, fight <laughs> and then fight. When the dude says uh, clever girl that's good clever but that was set up clever. because he was talking about it uh earlier in the movie to like uh-huh. someone else about how they travel in packs and they specifically like distract. Yeah. And then it happened to him and I did like that. Yeah. <laughs> Which kind of makes him an idiot. Yeah. It was it was he the moment, Kale or Colin. I don't know why I said Kale. Yeah, Kale. <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> Kale. Get I didn't even say anything then. <laughs> but now you're about to say something because you gotta go ahead into your good notes. Ooh. Another perfect shot. Uh, probably the most famous shot from this movie after the T-Rex has defeated the Velociraptors and the banner falls down that says dinosaurs, they ruled the earth or whatever. It just says, this is a (laughs) T-Rex. Perfect shot. And then my other one is that Dennis Nedry is the best part about this movie. Wayne Knight. But close. Like maybe in the same position. Jeff Goldblum. Like, Ian yeah. Malcolm is probably, like, the best role 
for Jeff Goldblum to fit his personality. Very fair. Yeah. Like, like all the chaos all theaters are from his character because he just has the best lines in this. I got some other quotes from other characters. Not to brag. That's all my good Joe, do you have any good notes? Uh, I uh, the first time I watched this, I was 11, and I went to one of those re-releases. I was I contributed to that 1.3 billion dollars um, on nice. the re-release, and uh, I didn't I knew nothing. I was like, "There's dinosaurs in this movie. That's all I know. I hadn't seen anything. Didn't know what decade it was from." And then it opens with the stinking raptor getting put in the cage, and he's yelling, "Shooter, shoot!" And I was like, "This is insane." <laughs> This is the greatest thing I've ever seen, and I was terrified. And I love this movie from that. It's just so good. I don't know. Uh, I like that uh, John Hammond's like this. I think every subsequent movie has had one of those scenes in it. The dinosaurs in the cage, we have to get in the cage, it's out of the cage kind of scene. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good way to get a dinosaur in and out of a cage. I think Jurassic World probably does it best. After this one. They do it often, though. They mm-hmm. do it multiple times, and especially in the second one. Yeah, oh, right. They do it a lot. I remember them times. Let's see. Good notes. I like that uh, John Hammond is like this tragic creator slash, like, he's like trying to play God, and it doesn't work. Because he's an old man who has a cane, and he's just stumbling around. He but sucks. I like the... When the dinner scene, when he's like, uh, he, what does he say? He says a line. He's just so sad in that scene. And I feel so bad for him because he just wanted to make a cool park where dinosaurs would be fun. And he's just, it's all crumbling around him. I kind of felt bad for his character. But in the book, his character really sucks. There's none of the, like the playful lep- leprechaun energy. He's just annoying. In the book. All right. So, I don't know. I just like that character a lot. I think it's pretty good. Does anyone besides Kale have any bad notes? I do. All right. I think you're going to have to just shotgun yours, and then we got to listen to Kale rant. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Mine's not long. Uh, I think the pacing was a little like slow. It felt more like a book at parts than a movie. It was a lot of, like, establishment. And, like, that's not necessarily bad. But I just feel like it was a lot of establishment. Like, when the lawyer, that whole scene when he went to the jungle. Like, Mm. there wasn't really any point to that. And he found the amber. It was was just stuff like that. It was just a little That reminded me of the opening to Uncut Gems. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It it was. That's what it was like. Both two-hour movies. Except I only finished At least this one didn't practically give me a panic attack i didn't finish uncut gems <laughs> <laughs> i watched the opening then i was out i was too on edge is that all you have to say that's bad about this movie yeah yeah just it was a little slow mm-hmm. all right kale it is time always brachiosaurus t-rex rant that's the theme song for kale rant Alert, in front of a live studio audience. Now, I am going to mention that the topic of my rant is going to carry over into each and every episode for every movie we cover. Oh, 
boy. Even after even after Jurassic Park franchise. Yeah. <laughs> Next I'm going to find a way to tie it all back together. Mm-hmm. So simply put, and I know I don't do it when you ask, but I'm asking this time to save any questions or comments till the end. Okay. <laughs> Keep your arms and legs inside the ride yeah. at all times, please. So John Hammond is the true villain of the Jurassic Park franchise. <laughs> and I have several bullet points. Number one, bribes people to get what he wants. That's the only way people will work for him because he's a terrible person. Because he just bribes willy-nilly to get what he wants, past safety concerns, past everything. Two, John Hammond is an egomaniac. He wasn't creating a park so people could have fun. He was just doing it because he wanted to play God because he thinks he is God because he is an egomaniac. Three, spared no expense. Yeah, right. He spared literally every expense. More guards, more security gates, backup systems, backup generators, better personnel. No, but he bought fancy ice cream. Spared tons of expenses. Number four, wants his park to be for everyone, but puts it out on a remote island. This park doesn't matter if you're rich or not. That's why I made it. You put it on a remote island that can only be reached by helicopter. Even the average family that saves up to go to Disney World wouldn't make half the money it would take just to get to the park, let alone get a place to stay on this remote island. Number five. Everything that Ian Malcolm says about how terrible he is is completely right. They took the actual process of cloning living creatures, bringing them back to life from extinction, and before they knew what they had, they packaged it, sold it, and put it on a lunchbox before any safety concerns. Six, hired one untrust, untrustworthy person to run all of his security. If I ever saw Wayne Knight and it wasn't Wayne Knight, he was a character in a situation, I wouldn't trust him. Because that's just what Wayne Knight looks like. Like, he's a very nice man, but he just has untrustworthiness written all over him. <laughs> and you don't put the one person in charge of security who has brought up to you that he wants more pay and seems untrustworthy and then not expect him to just screw you over and turn off all the security systems. Eight gets worse as the franchise goes on. And then I'll get into that later. I think he only like stays around to the second one and then dies. But his, his actions have consequences throughout this entire franchise. Also, he's definitely done illegal things, besides morally illegal things. No one comes from, an, from Ireland to America, starts a flea circus, and then gets a billion dollars and makes a dinosaur park. In point, John Hammond is like the anti-Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> oh, so Glomkold or whatever that kid, the, the, the guy who wears the Scottish dude? Even is worse than Glomkold, but they are, well, Scottish, but they're close enough, yes. And that's <laughs> that. That was incredible. And like I said, I'm going to mention this each and every time because it gets worse and worse, especially in the second one. He's just a straight-up guy. Like, there's no oh, way around. In the second one, it's yeah. he's desperate. He's on his deathbed, and he's like, I need dinosaurs to redeem myself. Um, question, I don't even remember the anybody... second one. It's, it's, it's going to be Not intense. Good. 
I remember the poop. Kale... Don't they dig through? No, wait, that's the first one. Never mind. No, I don't remember the second one. <laughs> I, was about to... I was like going through. I was like, I maybe I don't remember the second one either. Every time um... Kale added another point, I got more happy. <laughs> <laughs> he said point six. I was like, oh my word, he's got the best case ever. Aiden I'm just excited he's keeping it going. Slinger from Sonic yeah. while he did that rant. Yeah, you literally ate an entire burger, fries, the entire deal during his rant. Does I thought the personnel were taken off because of the storm. Well, yeah, yeah they all Dennis left. Nedry is the only one in charge of security because no one else there knows how to do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why they reset the system. security. Yeah. I mean, Samuel Jackson knew how to run the programs, but he couldn't get past anything that Dennis Nedry set up because he put to be one fair, like, person in charge of security for the whole island. All the systems. What would Nedry person. do? Like, I don't know. it's so well, wild. If he got better pay, he would stay. What do I look like, a hacker oh, from the rhymes. movie Hackers? Sure. Or swordfish? Thank you, Joe. Thank, that means a lot. Thank you for telling me that. I needed to hear that today. Okay. <laughs> Ugly notes. Ugly notes. This is a segment. Ugly notes. I only have one. Brachiosaurus. Disgusting what? it. No. Big cow. Joe, no, I'll thank kill you. you. I will literally kill you. Gosh, dang it. That scene where they rolled up and then Ellie's like, look at this leaf. This is a weird leaf. And then um, <clears throat> at Sam Neill's yeah. is over there like, Whoa. <laughs> like freaking out. I meant and the, then go, the one. It picks up the with the tree. music. Joe, shut up. I'm talking. I <laughs> legitimately teared up watching that scene because of how much awe they were in. Yeah, it's Ian like Malcolm's just like you did it, you crazy son of a beast. It's okay, I censored it, Joe. You did it. Joe, just put a long beep over all that so everyone just thinks Colin went on a long rant. Just like, but only leave in like a few words, just like to be like, yeah, what just is like he doing every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Ellie touching the Triceratops' tongue was ugly. It was gross. How about the mountain of poop? That too. Gross. Gross. Disgusting. Get out of here. And the spit. The dude's arm. The spit. Dinosaurs are kind of gross. Yeah. That's why they died. (laughs) There is the only reason. They're ewee. If they were cleaner, they could have lived. Yeah, come on, dinosaurs. Who else has ugly notes? I don't know. All right. Good good job, everybody. There's no My one ugly note is that Samuel Jackson dies off screen. Mm, I have a fun fact about that. that we'll I mean, he actually great died bit. for real, and they've been using a clone of him forever. That's, that's true. It's a great fun bit fact. where. Uh, she walks back, Laura Dern walks back, and her his arm catches her shoulder, and she's like, ah, thank, or she's like, ah, Samuel Jackson's character's name. Glad you're here. And then, whoop, 
And then she screams. Does a good scream. Oh, Ray, you grew three feet. How comfortable. <laughs> How comforting. Well, I just Are wish we... that they had, like, I, like, just give them an on-screen character. Death. I, I mean, like it more. I like it more because you're like, oh, he's there. And then it's like, oh, he's not there. It's just an arm. That freaked me out. See, and I, I wish they did that scene, but with John Hammond. <laughs> but she wouldn't be comforted by seeing John Hammond's arm. <laughs> no, but it would mean that John Hammond, Hammond would be dead, and that would be good. That's fair. All right, this is, Hayden. Do you have any ugly notes? Nope, just the spit. All right, just the spit. That's cool. Are we moving on to quotes now? Well, do we have trivia or fun fact or heart attack? I don't remember. I I put quotes now, but we can do whatever. Because I figured we'd lump all the trivia stuff together. Well, quotes then, I guess, since you mentioned. How many quotes does everybody have? I have a lot. Like, I need a number. Zero. Okay. (laughs) Hayden did not listen to this movie. No. (laughs) Mute. I just watched it. There we go. I wish there was a score-only version of this movie. I'd love that. I mean, there is. It's called watching the movie muted and just the soundtrack playing on your phone. No, that's too hard. I don't need that. I just need, like, audio out, music in. Okay. I guess I only um, have, like, two or three, because we already said okay. hold on to your butt got, and clever. I got two or three. Oh, if we're, if we're not reusing them, then I have four, five. We should have just... Done it like a Smash Bros thing, like where we introduce the character and then say their like famous quote. We should do that for every character now. Mr. DNA could be like, "Hey, I'm Mr. DNA." I'm gonna get mine out of the way just in case okay. either of you have it. So this is from John Hammond, the worst character. All major theme parks have delays. When they opened Disneyland in 1956, nothing worked. Yes. Dr. Ian Malcolm. Yeah, but John, if the Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the Pirates don't eat the tourists. <laughs> I had that as well. And then the second <clears throat> one is also Ian Malcolm. God creates dinosaurs. God destroys dinosaurs. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. And then Ellie Sattler. Dinosaurs eat man. Woman inherits the earth. And then Ian Malcolm. <laughs> And Samuel just stare at her. It's a good scene. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> Those are my quotes. Okay, I have Welcome to Jurassic Park. That's another Ian Malcolm <clears throat> line. Where he's like, What do they have in there? King Kong? Yeah. Let's go to the gates. I also like when Hammond is looking at that uh, screen that Ian Malcolm is poking on mm-hmm. and he's just like I really hate that man <laughs> you do have a di- dinosaurs in your uh, dinosaur park right got him <clears throat> I love his, his, uh, like, and finally power. I have I like when Alan Grant is like Mr. Hammond after careful consideration I have decided not to endorse your park and Hammond's like me too <laughs> that's a lie he's so sad it didn't work out. He had such high hopes for it, and it just didn't work out. Of course it wasn't going to work out. He made killer dinosaurs. He was focusing more on the merchandising 
than he was the actual concept. He Jurassic Worlded his Jurassic Park franchise. Got him. I got two. So Sam. Whenever uh, Prove when it, Alan Joe. Grant. Hmm. Prove it. Prove you it. won't. Okay. When Alan Grant's uh messing with the kid at the first part, and he's like, and then they attack. Not from the front, but from the sides. And the kid just freaks out. I love that. I reference that so much. When just he's just waving that fang in the kid's face. Yeah, he's like... Um, and then... And that kid is actually Chris Pratt's character. But as a kid... So that is that's the theory. Is that Chris Pratt's character is the kid. Yeah. That means he had a real-life Chris Pratt kind of a glow-up. Because he's kind of chunky, and then he turns into Chris Pratt. And, like, his hair turned a different color entirely. Kid had black hair, I believe. Um, and then the second one, when they're on the the plane for the first time, they're all meeting him, and we meet Ian Malcolm. And he does like, his whole chaos theory feel. And uh, Hammond's like, I bring scientists. You bring a rock star. It's so good. I love Ian Malcolm. I love the way he talks. I like how he's like always chewing gum. It's so fun. <laughs> he is always chewing gum. Okay, now it's time for my favorite segment. Trivia! Oh, what? What? One more. One more. You're so preoccupied if you should. Or no. You were so pre- preoccupied if you could. You didn't think to consider if you should. I do like that one. That's kind of the thesis of the whole movie. Yeah. Anyways, as I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted, is that we're going on to my favorite segment, which is trivia! Where I ask a question and you all have to answer it. Um, These are really easy questions. Uh, Hayden, you can go first. What oh, okay, I was going to buzz in. Okay, good. What <laughs> insect did scientists extract DNA from to clone the dinosaurs? Mosquitoes. Ding, ding, ding. Good job, everybody. We did it. Kale, what type of dinosaur kills Dennis Nedry? Is it the Dilophosaurus? Yes. Like ding, ding, ding. Good job. Joe. What? How is this what ding, was ding, ding? What brand on the fake shaving cream can Dennis Nedry was to use to smuggle embryos out of Jurassic Park? Was it Gillette? No, it wasn't. I'm buzzing in. Hayden, buzz in. I'm Hayden, buzz in. It's Barbasol. Tag me in. Yeah! Oh, wow. Let's go. Joe, that was your first easy one in forever. <laughs> I thought it was Gillette. I'm not going to lie. I was more worried whenever he would, like, pops the thing. And it's like has, like, all the little containers. I love his reaction to that when Wayne Knight goes, like, hee hee, and it, whatever. It's just so yeah, fun. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. He's just so happy. Okay, now we're going to do a segment where Joe's going to talk for a little bit. Yes. Um, it's a new segment. A uh, new season, new segment. Uh, if we continue doing this, we'll be up to, like, when we 80 seconds. Hmm? Remember when we, were, when we had a ghost in our podcast? <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> I forgot about that entirely. Um, I remember that one. I I wanted to talk. Um, last week we talked about 2017's The Mummy, a yeah. pretty big flop. Well, not last week, but last episode. Last episode. Last, last week, year. We didn't really talk about anything. Um, 
But we talked about The Mummy, and there was a, a tie-in video game in 2017. That's kind of crazy. And it wasn't yeah. a mobile game. It wasn't like a, a Candy Crush or a uh, Temple Run. It was a full-on uh, 2D Metroidvania. And over the week, I played it, and it was awesome. And I was like, you know what I want to do? I want to spotlight if there are video game tie-ins to the movies we talk about. And the segment is called Make a Moolah from the Movies. Or movie. Nice. Movie. Um, but what I, what I didn't And that's the on... end of the segment. Now we're moving on. <laughs> What, what I didn't plan on is that Jurassic Park's been around for uh, roughly 30 years uh, at the time we're recording this. And there have been about, like, 10, 15 games based on it. That's a so lot of moolah I, from the movie. That's a lot of moolah. I'm not going to highlight all those. I just know there was, like, there's a couple of top-down shooters. There's, a, like, a, a not a point-and-click. It's, like, one of those things where you have to press the button at the same time. And then there are a bunch of computer games. And then there's some platformers. There's I'm going to put... There's just Lego, Lego Jurassic Park covers all yeah. the movies. Just talk yeah, about that every time. We'll say that's the main game that this this movie was uh, uh, tied into. Yeah, so, so we're gonna talk about a... Lego Jurassic World now. <laughs> Didn't I they think make it was like just Lego a... Jurassic Park, and then you could play all the. I don't. I know. I, I think, think it's Jurassic World. World. Yeah, I think called? World's like the main. Because it came out at the same time as Lego Dr- or as the regular movie. The real world. world. Yeah, the real. Yeah, because I have it on my Wii U. So yeah. I think it's, <laughs> it's Lego Jurassic World. And, and then they also have the figures for Lego Dimension. Yeah. So I'll put up uh, videos and screenshots of whatever I find, but there wasn't like a central game I could pinpoint for this one. Just put so up Lego the... Jurassic World stuff yeah. for this entire segment. Yeah, just record gameplays. Just a cutscene we'll... from the game. And we'll, we'll do the, that those same clips for every one of these movies because it covers the entire franchise. <laughs> I mean, it does, yeah. Well, I think uh, the most recent-ish game is just like a park builder game. Yeah, oh, that... yeah, there's... Oh, like Jurassic Park like a year World or two ago, I think. or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. That's a pretty appealing aspect of making a dinosaur park is building it. Hey, is that is that the Mummy game good, Joe? Oh, it's awesome. Like it looks all five good stars. The video you sent. Mm-hmm. It's really it cool. Something like downgraded or something the like Mummy that. The Mummy Demaster. Demaster. Which is funny. Because that game looks better than the actual movie. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Wait. Now <clears throat> it's time for my favorite segment, which is Fun Fact or Heart Attack. Where I ask... Burr, 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 this burr. is a game, Hayden. Just so you know, this is a game where I ask each one of you if you would like to hear a fun fact or have a heart attack, and you get to choose. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this first one will be to you, Hayden. Would you like to have a to hear a fun fact or have a heart attack? Well, um, I don't have a PS5 yet, so let's go fun fact. All there right. we go. That's the spirit. The T-Rex occasionally malfunctioned due to the rain. Producer Kathleen Kennedy recalls the T-Rex went into the heebie-jeebies sometimes, scared the crap out of us. 
we'd be like eating lunch and all of a sudden a T-Rex would come to life. <laughs> At first we didn't know what was happening and then we realized it was the rain. You'd hear people start screaming. That's <laughs> wonderful. Hey, it's a Star Wars lady, right? Yeah, yeah, is that... Oh my word. But didn't she and Spielberg well, work for like Lucas a long film. time together? Oh, yeah, film. okay. Uh, no. But they also worked on like Indiana Jones together and stuff like that. I thought so. The question is, did anyone ride the animatronic T-Rex or highly doubt slide it. down it like in the Flintstones? <laughs> Again, I highly doubt it. Even less likely. All right, we Joe, don't know for sure. Yes, would you like Colin. to eat a fun fact or ingest a heart attack? Eat, eat a fun fact, I think. Okay, sweet. Here you go. When Michael Crichton was asked why the novel has Jurassic in the title and has a dinosaur from the Cretaceous period on the cover, he replied that he it had never occurred to him and admitted that was just the best-looking design. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> design stayed around for, like, 30-plus years. I don't think Cretaceous Park would have caught on. Yeah. I mean, it could have. All right, Kale. Finally. It's a lot this harder to write. One. Would you like to have a fun factor? The other thing, heart attack. The fact that's fun, please. Very good. While filming in Hawaii, Hurricane Iniki, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but a big old hurricane hit and destroyed one of the sets. Samuel Jackson was set to film his death scene on that set, running from Velocity <laughs> Raptors during the um, or like in the hallway, but due to the weather, that scene was scrapped. Additionally, when Hurricane Iniki hit, the cast and crew were all required to move into the ballroom of the hotel in which they were staying. Sir Richard Attenborough, however, stayed in his hotel room and slept through the entire event. When asked how he could possibly have done this, Attenborough replied, My dear boy, I survived the Blitz! (laughs) What a man. Wow. Oh my god. Like the Blitzkrieg? That was talking about... Fun fact or heart attack. Hosted there's by your there's your death scene, Kale. It it got struck mm-hmm. by lightning. Well, it got Fair enough, I guess. Destroyed by a hurricane. That's what they oh, should have done. They should have just had him like get stuck. Run in a into hurricane. a hurricane like <laughs> Superman's dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Made him get rocked like a hurricane. Joe, bring us home. Love. Country road. Uh, we. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that was our Jurassic Park episode. Um, thank With you, Hayden, ours. for being on. What? That was our Jurassic what? Park. Jurassic Park. Um, that was Cretaceous Park. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, thank you, Hayden, for being on the episode. I would like You're to welcome. ask. How, oh, I'm not I how was it Go uh, going in, not knowing that we we didn't play the trailers and that fun factor <laughs> heart attack? was, in fact, uh, just a game, not real life. It was very confusing. I feel like I like didn't get the memo, even though I did <laughs> get the memo. You literally didn't. Joe gave me the script, and I looked over it once. <laughs> and I, it was like 30 off. seconds. I like the idea that you printed it out, looked at it, and threw it away. I'm like, I don't need this. I'll, I'll wing it. <laughs> I, you sent it to me. I glanced at it, and I was like, all right, I know what I need to do. We'll do it live. <laughs> I, I, I got the basics. It, Clearly, it, I did. These simpletons in their schedules. Well, to be fair, the trailer isn't on the, isn't on the um, 
list the schedule. That's just something all that Joe puts in in the edit. I just all I just I snap, snap, snap it all, all together. All the girls are gonna be coming after me now. Oh yeah, Wait, fame for oh. all the letters from the fan girls. Yeah, yeah. With all that fan mail that we get because of all the viewers <laughs> of this show we have. I like the idea that the all the fan mail went to the ghost and still goes to the ghost, even though that he's not on it. That ghost stole our mail and dipped. <clears throat> if we ever make this into a movie, I would like Robert Pattinson to play our ghost, and he'll just play like the dude from Twilight. I want no, um, he's gonna play Casey Joe. Affleck to play the ghost. Like in that uh, movie, oh, Casey like Affleck in, to uh, the ghost. Yeah, that's what it's so, called. So I saw that. Um, th- is it just him wearing a sheet? It's. I think it's a metaphor for depression. I'm not sure. I never watched okay. it. Okay. Huh. Well, cool. <laughs> Sounds like a thrill. Um, yes. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. You can find us at josephmaldonado.com. That's Joseph, M-A-L-D-O-N-A-D-O.com. And from there, you can find this podcast, the articles I've written, our Twitter accounts, and uh, our Letterbox accounts. Um, like, subscribe, retweet, reblog, repost, and once again, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye, Goodbye Mr. DNA. <laughs> okay. I don't think people want to see my Letterboxd accounts. They they get angry. Yeah.